Welcome to the Bloom Where You're Planted podcast from Never Too Late Cafe. I'm your host, Laura Womack. Each week we sit down for a chat with someone just like you, someone who had an idea, a passion, a dream, or sometimes just a thought, and planted that seed, watched it grow into something they wanted to share with the world. If you have an idea for a topic or someone that would be a guest for the Bloom Where You're Planted podcast, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook, where you can join our Never Too Late Cafe Facebook group. We'd love to hear from you. Hello, everyone. This is Laura Womack from Never Too Late Cafe with the Bloom Where You're Planted podcast. I have today with me a very special guest, Labrina Burton. Hi, Labrina. Hi. Uh, can you tell us um, where you're currently living? I'm in Lexington, Kentucky. What part I'm of Kentucky? Knox County, Kentucky in the southeastern part of the state. Okay. Um, I can say that you and I met at uh, a Woodsongs artist gathering, and um, I heard some of your writing, and that's why we're talking today, because I was very impressed with your openness to share about some of your experiences. So let's go really dive into your story, go way back of how you got interested in doing writing. Well, I started writing when I was really young. My second grade teacher, who was also my papa's first cousin, uh, started us writing creatively. And every day we had to write something. So I think I credit her with getting us well getting all of us kids interested in writing but then I kind of got away from it you know having to write essays and such in school and so I got more interested in sciences and so I took that route and studied uh, a lot of hard sciences I love physics and biology and I went into psychology actually so (laughs) I was determined to be a scientist but it wasn't until after I was in the military um that I kind of felt like writing gave me a release and a relief from a lot of the things that were going on. So I kept a journal and while I was in the military, uh, I didn't see a lot of books that reflected everyday soldiers life and especially female soldiers. A lot of the books seemed to be written for specific demographic. (laughs) So I thought, you know, if I ever got out of the military someday, (laughs) if I made it out of there, I was in peacetime, I wasn't in war, but I thought um, someday I'd like to write a book about the just regular everyday soldier at the bottom of the rank, just, you know, the common stuff that happens in there, because it's not all just, you know, going to war. It's not all just, uh, marching through jungles and deserts and you know there's a lot of drama that happens even in peacetime and and no one really knows about it but we all lived it so but it's not all bad there was a lot of fun stuff that happened a lot of friendships formed and I just never saw that reflected in the book so when I got out of the military it was a long time before I ever started writing so it was probably when I was about 39 or 40 years old And I just decided after I lost my last job due to disabilities that it was was time I'd finally start doing it. So I started taking classes at Carnegie uh, 
Center for Literacy and Learning in Lexington. And I decided I'd just go for it. But um, I never imagined really then that I'd do anything much besides just write, you know, just for myself. So uh, it's been an adventure in itself, but it's been fun too. So where are the, some of the places that you've had your writings put out at? Have you publicly put them out? Um, it's been published in um, the Randall Jones, Daniel Boone Footsteps anthologies. Uh, there's four of those. Um, you can find them at danielboonefootsteps.com. I've done a few readings around Lexington, and uh, I won a writing contest at Bellarmine. Um, about it's a fictional take on a road march I did it was um for a Hunter S. Thompson Gonzo version <laughs> of storytelling so I I made that road march into a Gonzo story so that kind of opened a lot of doors to help me meet a lot of great people uh, including Ron Whitehead and, and that's how I got into wood songs mm. um Interesting. So uh, are these uh, like short stories that you have in the Daniel Boone? Yeah, they're personal short stories. Yeah, right. Um, So they're all based on, they're all true short stories. Um, So they all have to be 800 words or less and based in fact, but they're written, uh, try to do creative literary nonfiction and that's what I've been working on with my memoir but sometimes I deviate and do some creative fiction. So you have connected with a women's group um, for veterans. Can What is the purpose of explain what the group is and what its purpose is? So there is a conference coming up on September 9th through 10th at Lexington. It's um called Women's Veterans, Women Veterans Engage. It's put on by um, the uh, Lady Veterans Connect. That's out of Winchester. And it's to help, um, it's a home for homeless women's veterans, sorry. Um, So it's going to be a conference over two days. And I was asked to give a writer's workshop for women veterans. And so I was given um, pretty much uh, freedom to design it how I wanted. So that was really nice. And so I decided uh, based on some experiences that I've had in some workshops, which if you're writing memoir or anything close that hits close to real life, um, it can be a little difficult sometimes to hear some feedback, especially if you're a veteran, I think sometimes uh, some people don't connect with your story. So I asked um, Phyllis Abbott, who's putting it on or helping to put it on. She's from Lady Veterans Connect. If I could um, just have the workshop as just kind of a supportive group to encourage people to write and continue to write to help tell our stories. Because like I said, there were when I was in, especially, there weren't a lot of like women military stories. 
it's getting a little better as I look on Amazon and Goodreads. I'm finding a lot more uh, women veteran writers and soldier writers. But when I was in, there were just a lot of just, <laughs> there weren't a lot of our stories reflected. But it's still kind of hard to find them out there. So mm. I just wanted this to be like a really supportive group where we kind of encourage each other to write or get started writing or continue to write and just kind of show the different genres of writing that are available and that veterans have been writing in, especially women veterans. That that would be exciting to sort of, you know, get your stuff out there, but you're supporting other people and doing what you're doing. When you mentioned feedback, I think that's real important because when I heard one of your readings, you shared about when we talked about how your the feedback is not always, in fact, in a conversation we've had that the feedback is not always positive, but it's probably not from women veterans, is it? Um, no, not often. Um, <laughs> haven't been a lot of, uh, it's been hard to find a, a lot of women veterans to connect with here, but I've been, I have been fortunate. I met uh, Lindsay Gargato. Uh, she's out of Bellarmine and she runs uh, uh, the veterans um I'm not sure her exact title, and I'm sorry, but she was putting on the the Gonzo writing contest. But she has she has books of poetry out there, so that was really cool to connect with her. Unfortunately, down here in Lexington, I've not met um, a lot of uh, other female veterans. But trying to just write in general in these in these writing groups, sometimes uh, things don't always connect with other other people and so it makes you question whether your writing is saying what it should or it's not hitting with the right audience so that can be kind of tough so it would be helpful you know to run it by like <laughs> other veterans to see if it's connecting with them or if it's just your writing so yeah like some of the feedback I've gotten has been well, we didn't understand exactly what you were saying here. We didn't get that reference. And and then, you know, sometimes it's even been like, why don't you try to write some happier stories? <laughs> like, <laughs> why don't you try to write about something you like, like going hiking or something? And, and I did mention in one of my last writing groups that the reason really that I got into writing, although I did like it, what propelled me into writing was was to try to cope with what has happened in the military. And so not to say I don't want to write about other things, but I think you have to have something you're passionate about sometimes when you're writing. Otherwise, I think it, for me, at least it just falls flat, you know? <laughs> um, well, maybe that's your niche. And it sounds like it is because that's when I heard you, that was some of your, you know, it's funny that sometimes people want to um, say things about someone's story, but if it's sharing your life, I mean, how, how does someone critique that? You know, I mean, I could understand if it's like, this needs clarity or whatever, 
Um, well, honestly, in whether it's women veterans in your area, there are writers and they, they will give you some good feedback for sure. And, you know, I think it's really important because you have chosen to write from your heart, um, share some of your stories and some of it's hard stuff. And uh, I, I applaud you for that because it can't be easy in an environment where you can be criticized. It's kind of hard to stand alone and do the hard things. But um, I know there's others out there like you. So on this podcast, we talk about, it's called Bloom Where You're Planted. And I always ask people what that means to them. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that. I've listened to a few of your podcasts and I really enjoy them. <laughs> so I, I was trying to think what that meant to me. And um, I mean, you know, a couple different times throughout my life, it's just, especially in the military, like I was saying, there were some, there were some really hard times, even though it was in peacetime. And, you know, like I said, people, probably on the outside, a lot of people, even back then when I was trying to call home, tell, tell some people what, what was going on and they didn't want to hear it. And you felt so alone. Um, you wondered like sometimes how you were going to make it through. And then you'd find your buddies there with you. And, and then you'd look around and like, for me, I was in Germany and, and then you'd look for the beauty there and, and you're, you just, you just find like those moments and <laughs> like just, just these special moments that you, you're just like, wow, I would never have this if I hadn't come here. I may be going through some really rough stuff right now, but oh my gosh, I would never have experienced all this. It was just, it would just be the dichotomy of it sometimes it's just like wow I just can't believe like the the range of emotions sometimes and it was just the pure joy sometimes I felt which sounds crazy but I never experienced the joy sometimes that I felt in the military and it was from having those close friendships and seeing such beautiful places and and doing such amazing things that I never did out here and I've never done again so mm. it was about recognizing that in the moment I see so you were able to bloom in your experiences so that's awesome so um kind of go back a little bit too so you were studying sciences and what was the appeal of the, the military to you? Um, I was really young when I went in. I was only 17. I was still a junior in high school. And so I wanted to go to college and there was no money. There was really no help. And I knew if I wanted to get to college, I needed to find a way to get there on my own. But there was also that appeal of adventure so mm -hmm. I felt that adventure calling. And so it was kind of like a, a two for one adventure and money. And, you know, so I was like, I feel like a win-win. 
But, you know, there's always, and I've heard the stories. Oh, my gosh, I heard the stories all the time from from veterans. And and they were telling me all these things like, oh, wait till you go in. Wait till you see all these things. And, yeah, it was like this big call to adventure. And I wanted that. And so that's, that's part of what my memoir is about is, like, you hear these stories and, and you go in and you realize like a lot was left out of those stories. <laughs> and oh. so it's almost, a, it's almost a coming of age story of like, you realize what real life is about. Um, it's good and it's bad and it's ugly. So I, I'm, I'm trying, so I'm still revising and I'm hoping to, you know, bring some more nuance into the story that it's not all bad in there. I don't want it to seem like that. But it's like the growing up, the realization that these stories I heard, you know, they're true, but there's a lot more to them than what those guys were telling me. But are they recruiters? <laughs> no. Recruiters. <laughs> some of them, yeah, some of them. But they were like, wait till you go to Germany. You're going to have so much fun. You're going to buy a car and drive down the Autobahn. And I did all those things. <laughs> but you know, it's like, there's a, there's a lot more to it than that. And if, I've realized that on one hand, you know, I realized the military is going to, you know, you don't get something for nothing. I wasn't, I wasn't an idiot. I realized I was going to have to work hard. It's just, there's a lot that <laughs> I felt like they, you know, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they gave you the abbreviated version. So, yeah, they, they gave me the, the I, I call it the fairy tale version. So, oh, and I yeah. always wondered, like, if it was so great, why did they come home? So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> then I found, you know, I was like, so I kind of found out some things and it was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> but it was like, I got, so what I was hoping to tell with the memoir is like exactly what happened is like, I, I got the stories out of it and like that was that was really like priceless too you know I got the memories and I got the stories just so so how long <laughs> I got my in? own stories <laughs> <laughs> how long were you in the army um I did four years total mm-hmm. so was Germany your only location where you um, had to have done basic somewhere well, I did some time and I did some time over here. Yeah. And basic and, and then my advanced individual training and, and then some time um, as a reservist. So it was, but all together is four years. I, I'm sure your perspective from a woman in the army is very different too. And then your age. So you did a lot of growing, growing up. I mean, 17 to 21. Yep. What advice or what words of wisdom would you give someone that wants to do what you're doing? You're writing your story. You're sharing some hard things. You're taking some um, criticism for standing up for, you know, standing up for your writings and your stories. So what kind of words of wisdom would you have for someone? (laughs) don't no I'm kidding (laughs) no no I'm kidding I think uh I um I love that I'm seeing so like I'm finding way more 
female veteran writers than I ever have. Like I said, I didn't see their stories represented when I was in there. So I think we need like more women coming forward and they've more women in general, I guess, and more women veterans, especially, but they're brave. We've been brave before. We've done a lot of hard things. So this will be another hard thing and it'll be a lot harder than probably you ever thought it was going to be, but that's not anything we haven't faced down before. But I always bring kind of my military <laughs> training to it and realize that, yeah, it's hard and you got to keep going and you got to stay focused on what you want out of it and what you hope is going to happen in the end. And it's not just the end, but it's also like you got to stop. And like I was saying about being in the military of what's going on in the moment and enjoy it along the way, but also you got to find like a good group of battle buddies, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you got to find those, those friends that are going to be there and those people who support you because I found like all those myths and that romanticism about writers. It's just like when I was in the military, you hear all these stories, but the reality is that it's, it's, it looks a lot different than the stories people tell you too. And you don't go it alone. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, you got to have a lot of support. So that's what I found to be really helpful with my writing is I've had a lot of support and I'm grateful for it. You know, um, artists in general um, have the challenges of rejection. And I'm just going to share a quick story about um, a relative that's a writer that, you know, Lee Pennington and talked about his rejections were so numerous and he had an apartment where he was determined to wallpaper his walls with the rejection letters. <laughs> so I think that's amazing because instead of, it was just like, oh, it's just another one. And you know, people find their way through that. Um, they do, they do, and, and you will. And because, and I am, I think it's a, um, a wonderful thing you're doing that at the writers conference, you're going to be able to support people, um, other women veterans that want to write. You may have a whole new um, group of people that are in the same boat. And uh, that's exciting. I would think uh, conferences have a way of doing that or you know, workshops or retreats or whatever, where you get to spend people, time with people that um, are on the same path, maybe not exactly, but in general. And that sounds exciting. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited. And I've, I've never, I was like, I've never taught a workshop before. So I'm kind of nervous at the same time, but excited. I've been to a a few conferences, uh, writing conferences, and I went to Imaginarium, and I've been to the Carnegie's Books in Progress, and and then I got to do that, um, the Woodsongs Writers uh, Picnic, or not Writers, but Artist Picnic. <laughs> I'm biased, you can tell Writers Picnic. <laughs> but you mentioned Imaginarium, I, I didn't yeah. see you there. Ah, I oh, was did you there last, the last two years. Oh, cool. No, I didn't see it. It was so big, though. It was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was like this so past it was year. Like a... <laughs> Yeah, this past year was a lot bigger than the year before, even. So, um, yeah, it was so fun. That's my first year going. And it was like, 
I walk in and there's like Ghostbusters and vampires. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> what have I walked into? <laughs> yeah, there's gamers and costumes and it's it's a lot, a lot. Um, so besides the conference that you're going to be doing this writer's conference, what's next for you? I'm, I'm, I'm still revising that manuscript <laughs> and hoping to get it published this year. So that's my goal. Um, nothing against self-publishing, but I really would like to go with a small press here in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So I'm I think I can hook up with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. That's good networking. So yeah, yeah, I really like, you know, I like the family that comes with like a small press. You know, I've been to a few of those like author events and I love how they have that community. And, you know, that's something too, like I always crave after being in the military is that, a community that comes along with things. So, you know, that's, that's what I like. So I really would like after, you know, everything's like all squared away. Hopefully I get a small press, you know, and that family again. And so, well, cool. uh, but I want to make it the, I want to make it the best it can be. And, you know, that is something I'm proud of. And I'm still working on short stories and looking always to submit there and, I just always see what comes up. You never know. Like I got invited to a podcast. How awesome is that? <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's, um, this is just the beginning for you. Um, and it's exciting because uh, we're going to hear lots and lots more, I'm sure, about you. So, um, well, as our time comes to a close, I want to thank you, Labrina, for being our guest today on the Never Too Late Cafe um, sponsored podcast of Bloom Where You're Planted. And let's keep in touch. I wanna hear the progress you're doing. And so thanks so much for being a guest today. All right, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All righty, bye-bye now. Bye.